three, two, one. Mass shootings, gun violence, active shooters. These are words, events, and issues that have become routine in America for the past 20 years. They are so routine that we have become desensitized as a nation anytime we receive a news alert, read a headline, or watch a broadcast. In many ways, this phenomenon of tragedy, fear, hate, and death has led us down a cyclical cycle of reaction, analysis, and debates, only for us to forget and start over when another one occurs. It's sad to believe that we as citizens can do more, but let's face it, we aren't. When mass shootings or homicides occur, the best thing people can do is send their thoughts and prayers to the victims of their families, and that's about it. And I say that because sometimes people don't follow current events, because we are all in our own bubbles. Even in a time where news and information is everywhere, these tragic headlines might not garner any reaction. I mean, why would it? Life moves on, regardless of whether we experience it, are a survivor, or a victim. That is truly the sad part. And I don't know about you, but I'm getting tired of the sadness. I'm frustrated with where we're at. Enough is enough with this cycle. The deaths, our reactions, our silence, and above all else, the lack of progress we as a nation have made. After the mass shootings in Odessa and Midland, Texas, Dayton, Ohio, and recently Mobile, Alabama, Americans are starting to confront the gun culture head-on. They should because two mass shootings, the one in El Paso and Dayton, happened in just 13 hours apart. Rarely do you see that. Back-to-back -back deadly mass shootings. That's uncommon for such an uncommon event. But like anything in life, you have to confront things the right way. There has to be a balance. You can't be too aggressive or too complacent with confrontation. And unfortunately, the media, politicians, and pundits from both sides are confronting mass shootings and gun violence in the worst possible way. They're pointing the blame at a plethora of different things without recognizing the biggest one of them all. Guns rule America. So this week's episode is going to be a little bit different, guys. It's going to be different from my previous ones. And if you're still tuning in, then thank you. You won't be disappointed. Instead of giving you two reasons, two pros, two cons about one issue, I'm going to debunk two storylines. And in the case of what is the real cause of mass shootings, media coverage, politicians, and constituents on both the left and right have claimed that violent video games and mental illness are the root cause. In my opinion, these are two scapegoats that have distracted America from the bigger one, which I'll get to later. But first, let's start with violent video games. As a fan and player of both first and third person shooter games, I can assure you that these video games are not the cause of mass shootings. Hell, I've been playing them since I was six, and they did not turn me into a killer. You see, it's bullshit to blame video games. Seriously, do you think games like Call of Duty, Battlefield, Grand Theft Auto, and Apex Legends influenced a 14-year-old to kill his family in Alabama, or a 21-year-old to kill 20-plus people in Texas? If they did, then we would have millions of mass shooters on the loose. Video games don't promote violence. What they do promote 
is an opportunity to play with friends, neglect priorities, and above all else, compete in a sport. After all, video games are now a legitimate sport. I mean, did you know that esports racks in about a billion dollars in revenue? Yes, a billion dollars. Just in July of this year, a 16-year-old won $3 million in the Fortnite World Cup. So, when I see politicians like Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor of Texas, say that violent video games are teaching young kids to kill, I laugh out loud because these games are actually teaching young kids to be millionaires. Honestly, blaming video games distracts people from the bigger picture. And research backs this. I know because I read an interesting Time Magazine article last month that defended this position. It will be in the episode description if you're interested in checking it out. But it basically said that research has yet to link video games to acts of violence. What's even more fascinating is when you isolate violent video games like Call of Duty or Grand Theft Auto, the article states, Video game violence is the effect, not the cause. It is the mirror, not the window. I thought that was a perfect analogy, because yes, these games are graphic, and they are violent. They have labels that state that they contain blood, intense violence, strong language, etc, etc. They continue to push the barriers, allowing users like me to enter a world and storyline where the name of the game is to survive, progress, and shoot. But just like movies, it's fiction. If we were blaming video games for mass shootings, then we should be blaming Hollywood as well. In the end, it's not rational to finger point at Hollywood or the video game industry. It's not rational to condemn games like Call of Duty. It's not rational to say that they desensitize people. We're already desensitized. And it's not rational to say that they teach our youth to kill. Because if you really think about it, violent video games are accessible across the entire world. Japan, Germany, UK, Canada. They all play the same amount of video games as we do. Some more than us, yet they don't have the same statistics that we do. They don't have the same number of deaths from mass shootings. So, that's not logical, guys, to pinpoint violent video games as the root cause of mass shootings. And this leads me to the final storyline, mental illness. Blaming the mass shooting epidemic on mental health, on mental illness, is completely wrong. It's a stigma that America has used year after year because the thought of killing dozens of innocent men, women, and children is just insane. You have to be insane to kill all those people, right? Well, it turns out you don't. These active shooters are not really insane. They rarely have mental illnesses. I know this because I took an elective in psychology my junior year of college that covered psychopaths and active gunmen. And I remember that in one of my lectures, we were focusing on the Columbine High School shooting of 1999. I remember our professor started the class off by asking everyone what caused those two shooters to murder 12 students and one teacher. Sadly, no one in the class raised their hand. As my professor walked back to the whiteboard and booted up his computer, I shouted, both had mental health issues. The professor immediately turned around, looked me dead in the eye, and said, you're close. Mental health is a factor, but it's not the main factor. And that statement speaks volumes as to what is going on today. Ironically, 
my response was a perfect segue into an old video of 2014 that is still prominent to this day. It was a video about Dr. Jonathan Metzl, a professor of psychology at Vanderbilt University, who has published many studies arguing that mental illness is a scapegoat of this mass shooting epidemic. You can watch the video in the episode description. Basically, he argued, people diagnosed with mental health issues are 60 to 120% more likely to be victims of mass shootings than perpetrators. Another one of his findings stated that multiple factors like childhood trauma, exposure to violence, factor into as much, if not more, than mental health conditions. And lastly, one of his findings stated that 85% of shootings in the U.S. happen within your own environment. That means an angry coworker or a disgruntled relative could end up killing you, not some crazy random person. In the end, the logic and reasoning I had gained from that video, from that lecture, speaks to me today. Because the smoking gun in this mass shooting epidemic is not mental illness. It's not violent video games. It's guns themselves. Listen, if you take guns out of the equation, the number of deaths will plummet. We will be a nation just like Japan, Canada, Germany, and the UK. But that's not reasonable either. To take away guns from American citizens? After all, we do have the right to keep and bear arms. That right there is the reason why gun violence and mass shootings feel like everyday weather reports. Guns are powerful. They not only kill people, they dictate and run American politics. It's a cycle. It's a cycle that's impenetrable. You got gun manufacturers tied to the lobbyist groups like the NRA, GOA, and Second Amendment Foundation who are so powerful that they funnel millions of dollars in campaign contributions. Most of these contributions go to sitting congressmen and senators that pass and approve laws. Most of them are from the right. Look, we know this already, yet nothing has changed. Politics has not changed. That's the cause and effect of this whole issue. If we want to stop gun violence, stop mass shootings, we have to stop neglecting what really is in front of us. Guns and politics, not video games and mental illnesses. Okay guys, that's a wrap for this week's episode. Remember to share and hit that subscribe or follow button if you haven't done so already. You know I'm thankful when you do so on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, or on my website, www.matstwocents.com. That's the number two. Until next time, guys, it's been a pleasure. This is Matt, signing off for the day.